Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi again. Welcome to This Day in History class, where history waits for no one. Today is July 18th, 2019. The day was July 18, 1969. The Organization of American States called for a ceasefire in the so-called soccer war between El Salvador and Honduras. In 1969, about 3.5 million people lived in El Salvador, and a lot of the country was owned by the land-owning elite. At the same time, about 2.6 million people lived in Honduras, a country that shared a border with El Salvador but was much larger. Honduras was also controlled by wealthy landowners, but the prospect of cheap land and of escaping an oppressive government drew Salvadorans to the neighboring country. By that year, more than 300,000 Salvadorans were living in Honduras. Landowners in El Salvador supported the mass immigration, which freed up land in their country. But Honduran peasants were not so happy with the influx of immigrants, as they were already vying to get more land in their country. Landowners in Honduras had formed a group called the National Federation of Farmers and Livestock Farmers of Honduras, and as they promoted their own interests, they also encouraged Honduran nationalism. Already resentful of Salvadoran migrants, Hondurans began beating, torturing, and even killing Salvadorans. The Honduran government passed an agrarian land reform law to lessen the resentment that many Hondurans had for Salvadorans. 
It called for Salvadoran immigrants to give up their land and redistribute it among native-born Hondurans. But that legislation wasn't really effective, and the reform ended with Honduran President Oswaldo López Arellano deporting thousands of Salvadorans. As the migrants returned to El Salvador, the government struggled to deal with the influx of people, and Salvadoran landowners called for military action. El Salvador began claiming it owned the land that was taken from El Salvadoran immigrants in Honduras. On top of all that conflict, other land and border disputes were underway in the region, and El Salvador and Honduras were slated to compete in the qualifying matches for the FIFA World Cup. The first game was played in the Honduran capital of Tegucigalpa, where Honduras won 1-0. In a game in San Salvador on June 15th, El Salvador won 3-0. Honduras was mocked and Honduran fans were ridiculed at the game. The deciding match was set to take place on June 27th, but that same day, El Salvador announced that it was severing diplomatic relations with Honduras. The deportation and immigration issues had gotten so bad that El Salvador accused Honduras of committing crimes that constitute genocide and not holding anyone responsible for it. Tensions were already running high, but after El Salvador won the deciding match 3-2 in Mexico, conflict at the border intensified. On July 14th, El Salvador invaded Honduras and began bombing it. The Honduran army was small, and El Salvador was stronger on the ground. In the air, the Hondurans had the advantage. In El Salvador, Honduran aircraft targeted oil facilities. The Organization of American States called for El Salvador to withdraw from Honduras. El Salvador refused to withdraw unless Honduras agreed to give reparations to displaced Salvadorans and not to harm Salvadorans in Honduras. A ceasefire was arranged on July 18th, and it took effect on the 20th. But by that time, somewhere around 3,000 people had died in the fighting and more were displaced. El Salvador didn't leave Honduras until August 2nd, when the Honduran government promised not to mistreat Salvadorans living in Honduras. Still, the border remained in dispute. Trade between the two countries was disrupted, affecting their economies and the Central American common market. A peace treaty between El Salvador and Honduras was not signed until 1980. Though the conflict did not actually start because of the soccer game, the name The Football War or The Soccer War stuck. I'm Eves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you're so inclined, you can follow us at TDIHC Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be back with more history tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.